0: Welcome back to the Fear and Beer Podcast, where we discuss all things Halloween Horror Nights, horror movies, and just a little bit of beer.
1: So kill the lights, grab a cold one, and join us as we dive into this mad world we love.
0: I'm Nick. I'm Seamus.
1: And I'm Jamie. Like scary movies. Uh Uh-huh.
0: Here's Johnny. It's alive. It's alive. It's alive. you miss me?
2: Aren't you drinking? I never drink. Why? as a reminder to all listening, if you want to help us to continue growing as a podcast, don't forget to leave us a five-star review on whichever streaming platform you use.
0: To stay up to date with us in all of our episodes, be sure to follow all of our socials. You can find us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Fear and Beer Pod.
1: Feel free to reach out to us. We love to interact with you all.
2: So I got a weird feeling that, man, we are getting close to some sort of announcement. And at the time of this recording, we don't have a announcement per se. We have a... Weird cryptic video tweet thing that Horror Nights likes to do because they're just dickheads. But we'll discuss that a little bit. But tonight, we are going to jump back into a series that we kind of started two weeks ago, three weeks ago at this point, which is remake, sequel, or pass, where we dive into some of the past Halloween Horror Nights houses year by year, briefly touch on the house itself with whatever... We can find online, whether that's, you know, hearsay, true synopsis or pictures, and we try to piece it together in a way that we can visualize if we should bring this back and remake this house, create a sequel to it, or just kind of leave it alone. So we are going to be jumping into HHN 11 and possibly going all the way up to 13 if time permits, because we found out last time that we could talk for hours on this stuff and it just dragged a lot we we got a lot of content out there when we could have spaced it out a little bit more so we're gonna each do one we're gonna go 11 12 and 13 for sure and then if time permits we may reach up to 15 but we're gonna kind of gauge it as we go along but that's our main segment for today and of course we are joined with Seamus and Jamie per usual the, the the hosts hey hello so, you all know, before we get into the segment, let's get into some beer. So, this one doesn't necessarily tie in directly to anything. I'm sure as we go along, I could tie it into something, but it does have some sort of horrific image. So, this is Make It Dangerous from sideword Brewing.
0: Mm. It's an
2: English pale ale fermented on ex-bourbon barrel staves. So, it's a 4.9%. English pale ale. Uh side word, of course, right in Orlando. Yeah. The images are super cool. I've i heard of them. I, heard of them. Of I don't know if I've had them or not.
1: I don't know if we've I don't know.
2: There's been a um yeah, this is also a collaboration, it says on the can with Calusa brewing huh. from Sarasota.
1: That's cool.
0: Huh. Yeah, they've the number of breweries in our area has popped up. Like, they've, they've popped up relatively quickly yeah. in the last couple of years. So there's ones that I haven't even tried and or heard of that are, like, down the street. So I'm like, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I probably should start started giving some, uh, some of these guys a try. But...
2: Yeah. And this image has, like, this gnarly bear who has, like, rips in its flesh. So you can see the bones in it. It's just pretty
0: cool. So that's what I'm going to dive into tonight. Well... Do you want me to go next, Jamie? Uh, usually you go second. But... No, no,
1: no, no. Go ahead.
0: All right. Well, I'm going back to the angry chair. Well, nice. again, nice. Um, but they do great stuff, though. It's okay. I missed an episode. So, you know, I've, I've had a little bit of time. So mm-hmm. pe- people people have been missing it. Um, so this one actually is, I think it it's, again, like you just said, it's not really related to anything horror, but the imagery is pretty scary looking. So. That, tip, that 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 works um it's from the um from one of their from, we'll call it their easter series so they <laughs> i don't know if this is they might do this annually i'm not really sure but um this one is called yellow puffs and oh. the image is actually a monstrously large yellow puff and it looks scary and demon-like and it's eating people and you know what? If 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 if, if something's going to take over the world, I'd rather it be gigantic marshmallow peeps um, <laughs> than anything else. So that that would be kind of cool. But the can not wrong. The can does say if you've tried the OG version, purple puffs. So they've had like their first first version of this was called purple puffs. This one's Fuck. yellow puffs, which seems more li- you would think yellow would have been the OG because yellow puffs are kind of like everybody thinks about on Easter, right? But you'll probably want to try this one. Yellow puffs is sticky, sweet, and inspired by a treat that is usually put into pastel baskets filled with fake huh. grass left behind by a bunny that hides eggs. <laughs> That's not weird at all. <laughs> but it is a... And I had a that sounds cup. good. It, it is like- a Berliner... Yeah, it's it's a Berliner Weisse, um, so it's sour. It has passion fruit, guava, and marshmallow in it, obviously, hence Mm. why it's a puffed beer.
1: That sounds Um, good. I have
0: had it already once, so it's not like this is new to me. But it is really, really good. So you liked it, yeah? Yeah, if you're into sours, um, Angry Chair. Again, I've said it before. I've, I've, I've spoken their or, or or yelled their their praises to the world many a times on this podcast but uh I'll say it again anchor chair if you're looking for world class stouts or world class sours anchor chair is a place to check out they're in Tampa mm-hmm. um great great brewery so I'm, I'm really excited to have this again so it leaves us uh with what you're drinking tonight Miss Jamie.
1: Yeah, you guys always have such detailed responses. Mine's definitely not going to be as cool, but (laughs) (laughs) mine doesn't really correlate with the episode too much as well. I feel like it's harder for me finding like sours and stuff like that and just the limited places that I've been shopping. But I picked this up the other day after work at Half Barrel Project, one of our favorite spots. And it's from Prairie Artisan Ales, which I've had some stuff from them before, and it was really tasty. This one's called watermelon girlfriends this one's for the girlies it's a sour ale with watermelon sea salt orange lemon and lime and it has a five percent abv and then on the can it's got a big little watermelon on the front sitting on a little chair with a bunch of little ladies pampering her so yeah this one sounded pretty good though i like the uh sea salt inclusion in it that'll be interesting
2: Yes, yeah so i also want to steal something from somebody else <laughs> so steal yeah,
1: something
2: yeah so we are thieving podcast absolutely no <laughs> honor amongst thieves um dave portnoy barstool sports when he does his oh, pizza challenges him. he does the one bite whatever i yep. think what we should start instituting in in our beer aspect is you know once we pour them we do a oh, one sniff fun. one sip and yeah. we can kind of give you the, the instant reaction and then we'll move on to the next stuff.
1: Okay, I like so that. Boy, I like it's, that. A fair,
2: it's a fair assessment off of initially. Yeah, just one sniff, Dave, one sip.
0: Dave is too big. He won't even notice we stole something from him. No, no chance. chance. He doesn't know. <laughs>
2: All right. So I'm gonna crack my beer we can pour it out. We can do our one sniff. One sip, and we'll see where this leads us. I I thought of that the other time, and then I I I forgot about it last week. So I just was like, you know what? Now that we all have a have very different beers, we can kind of institute that in in this aspect.
0: Oh, this is so thick.
2: All right, so let's dive in. Mine's it's got that Yingling
0: color, very dark brown. Well, I can smell mine from about like a foot and a half away. (laughs) So all right, so so,
1: First, smell. I'm not really feeling it,
2: <laughs> yeah. So, that one sniff I got, it, it could be me. Obviously, I'm getting a little bit of the bourbon, but I'm getting a very like nutty smell. Let's get in for this one sip. Let's see what we got here for it being bourbon barrel. Oh, well, it's just fermented on X bourbon barrel. You don't get a lot of it. Um, it has that Yingling style taste almost. That it it, it threw me off being an English pale ale because um, it just it has almost like a lager style taste to it. But I actually really like this so far. Off that one sip. Would you guys pick up off your sips?
1: Uh, I was going to say, Seamus, I forgot you've had it before, so you know you like it.
0: It's okay. Sorry, I walked away for a minute. Um, so you want to sniff on mine? So my sniff, like I said, I can smell it from like what? a foot and a half away. It's really, really um, – it has that orangey, citrusy, mm-hmm. but not in the sense that like you get with like a New England IPA or a hazy IPA. That like, That's a different type of citrus smell. This is like getting squirted in the face with like an orange or a grapefruit. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, it smells awesome, um, and obviously the first sip again is is phenomenal. It's probably one of the better sours I've had recently. Again, Angry Chair, their sours they they, they really don't do anything wrong with their sours. Their mm-hmm. sours are always phenomenal. So, not a whole lot else to say other than you mm-hmm. know, obviously at this point you're gonna have to wait till next Easter to get this particular one, but they have sours all the time, all year round. So it's mm-hmm. worth picking up and trying if you can find their stuff.
1: That sounds good. I'm gonna have to f- try and find that one. Or we'll have to go to Angry Chair soon. Cause that sounds really good.
0: I'll send y'all a picture so you can see what it looks
1: <laughs> yeah, like. Yeah, right. See what we're working with. Yeah, so this one, I don't really get too much of the orange or lemon or the sea salt, unfortunately. It's more of like a it doesn't I mean it's probably like your typical sour. I don't really get a too much hint of the watermelon until the aftertaste, but that first like smith was definitely more of like the lime pungent, watermelony flavor, but I wish you got a little bit more of that, but it's not bad. Not too shabby.
2: Alright, so, into the next segment, before our main segment, our speculation scuttlebutt. <laughs> so some stuff that's been coming out as of late. There's a couple things we can dive into. Um, let's just let's recap a little bit. Let's do like a little preview, or um, a little bit of a rewind, because Seamus, you weren't with us last week when we discussed our speculation map version 2.0. Uh-huh. So if you want, I guess I'll just kind of open the floor for you for sort of a free discussion. If you want to give your thoughts on on that map that we got from Horror Night Nightmares. Uh, um, a do little... you want
0: me to give you my <laughs> insight on that map? Um, I'm trying not to make enemies with uh, with people, and I, I... I don't know if I can honestly... Well, let's put it this way. I'm not the, the the nicest thing I can say about it is I'm not excited.
2: That's uh, kind of what uh, I, I left it at. I hit it pretty hard was, a yeah, little bit last I, I, I don't want
0: to again. I don't want to I don't want to poo poo something that isn't confirmed. Obviously, I don't want to poo poo things that may not be what we currently think they're going to be. The map is obviously just speculation. But at the same time, being that everybody likes to say, you know, it's speculative, but it tends to be right more than it's wrong. So I worry that if this is, say, 80% right, I'm not super pumped. Um, again, n- now that all of the originals are going to like picture, like they're doing pictures, they're not giving us titles, which is mm-hmm. weird, but I guess it's kind of cool in the sense that like they don't immediately tell you specifically what's going on. But I- I'm not going to I'm not going to lie. I don't know which one made me gag worse when I first looked at it. What, either the dragons and castles <laughs> or or the demon slayer one. I saw those two and I was like, oh. Oh, why? <laughs> oh, boy. And, 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 and look, demon slayer fans, listen, listen, listen. I don't like monsters either. It's okay. I'm not attacking you specifically. It's just, it's just, I, I don't know how all anime flies here. I know I get it. There's a huge anime population out there. People here love anime, and I, and you know, I respect that you like it. That's fine. Everyone can like what they like. I don't know how it flies as far as like a pretty mainstream horror event. Like, you know what I'm saying? So like, if you yeah. take one of the ten houses and you make it Demon Slayer. Outside of the Demon Slayer fans, which I, of course, judging by Twitter, there are many in the community outside of you guys. It's not going to no one's going to care. Like, I hate to say it like, yeah, you'll have like 20 minute waits. Good for you. You can go through your house a thousand times. But it's just I feel like it's a waste of a house. And that really worries me is that if that truly is real, I I don't know. I just feel like it's that that's I don't know. I feel like it's, it's not for me. Really isn't yeah. for me, and the fact that we'd be getting that and a Universal Monsters house, obviously, again, you know, <laughs> I'm, like there's already two there that I'm like not going to be super wild about. Yeah, so I don't know. I, we'll see. I I don't want to, I don't want to overjudge it because it's not, it's not something that's been confirmed yet. I don't want to overjudge right. any of the houses yet. Um, but I don't know. To me, like dragons and castles are not scary. Um, yeah. Dungeons and Dragons is not scary, and I get that. Like there could be something cool they could do with it, but I don't know. We'll see what happens. Uh, I think honestly to me, I think it's just, that's a little, um, it's just them being cheeky in the sense that like, Ooh, castles and dragons, Harry Potter. (laughs) Like, and it's just them being like kind of wink, wink. Like Mm -hmm. it's never going to happen. Just, we just want to make sure you, you we we want you dorks to freak out about it is basically (laughs) what it was. That's the way I look at it, but who knows? We'll see what happens, but Hey, as long as some people are happy, then I guess they're doing their job. But I don't know. Yeah, I, I,
2: am I'm, I'm in that wait and see period because it did not excite me at all.
0: Nope, nope, not one bit.
2: So let's move on to, I mean, we haven't, I haven't really seen much new, new rumors really surface. Um, it's kind of been quiet. But the official Halloween Horror Nights page orlando did post out a little video earlier and it is just a a a, a screen recording of a text message thread where one person goes you think the legend of hhn is true person responds yes the other person goes that bad things happen to those who go alone question mark can we just let that fucking slogan go. Yeah, can we, I can hate
1: get rid it of that. Little. I was just, just gonna say. So I stupid! I mean, it
0: was it was cool the first time, but then when you brought it back no. again, it was like <laughs> uh, okay, like,
2: one year, never go alone. Cool. That's it, it's fine. Whatever. It's just a random phrase. It's kind of a throwaway. Whatever. But then, like, consistently bringing it back, like, just no. Well, it, it's it,
0: it's <laughs> it's like Hollywood. Like, you know, they once they have a hit, once they have something, they kind of stick with it. Yeah, you know what it, I'm saying. It's but. like
2: you know, uh, it's the meme of Steve Buscemi holding the the skateboard, like just trying to keep right. fitting in with the young kids. Okay. But regardless, the person goes, "That's right," and then the other person says, "What makes you so sure?" And then the person responds with a with a bunch of hieroglyphics. It looks like four words, and in a matter of I think 30 minutes, people have solved it supposedly i mean it's no confirmation but they do line up with you know the lettering and stuff like that i mean where the fuck were these people around when the zodiac killer was running around because they could have <laughs> solved the thing in like a matter of seconds <laughs> That's
0: exactly what what's that happened? what happened oh the, the cipher mean, text thing yeah. that they <laughs> The the nerds yeah, yeah. on Twitter who like Robert, see something and immediately know exactly what it is every single time. I give them
1: I give them props. I was struggling. Nerds. I didn't even know where to nerds. begin, and I was like, they got that quick? But hold on. So
0: now, so like, I was trying. I I I couldn't. I can't. I couldn't figure out. Like, do you know what that what those runes or, or symbols were? Like, do we know no. what they Just maybe their own. It could have been
2: a real, you know, cipher language. But I think it was just kind of their own they just kind of created their own cipher said you know right so that's hey, is the thing this, like, i, I this, honestly hey, i
0: hope i hope it's just some 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 d nozzle who's just like i'm gonna put something out there and see if everybody believes me and like, i guarantee that's what it was like and it but, lines
1: up though i was surprised i was like i was thing, like it, i was like damn it does
0: <laughs> it
2: does line up because there are repeating symbols yeah so I guess you can attack the vowels you can look at two-letter words what are most common and and kind of go from there not to tangent but i was trying to solve it a little bit because i just watched zodiac a couple weeks ago and that's (laughs) his thing is he's like well what's one word you know the zodiac's gonna say kill all right find four letter words in here that have you know the double ending so now you have i l k and you're on your way so it's I, it's feasible
0: that people solved now, it, but it was pretty well. Quick. It worked for the San Francisco Police Department or where the fuck it was. Yeah, it they didn't catch the yeah. motherfucker, did they? Yeah, this where, was your shot, Nick? I bet You've this was Robert Graysmith. No, Robert wasn't, Graysmith, the Boy Scout. Right, but it, it, to me, it's just, it's just, it, you know, it's funny the whole cipher thing. It's yeah, funny. so <laughs> you don't catch killers unless they fuck up, which is typically yeah. how it happens.
2: So the translation, supposedly, was My harvest is inescapable. So it does line up. So this kind of led people down a couple different avenues of thought. But again, um, aren't you just kind of like, really? Yeah. Or is it so, me?
1: I was only like I, that because I wish I would have figured it out.
2: <laughs> yeah. I'm not gonna uh, lie. Just, I was
1: like, damn. <laughs> I'm
2: very curious. This could if go three ways. Even it, if that's even yeah, it, you know, this could, well, this could go four ways. And the the, I'll, I'll go with what I think the most logical one is is that this really means nothing. I don't, I, I don't know if this is going to tie into anything. Um, I don't think that their first announcement of the year. I know Chucky was announced, but that's not that was twenty twenty two. We're now uh-huh. twenty three. I th- I th- would be hard pressed to believe that it would because Harvest isn't related to any of the IPs that we're speculating. More more logically, it would be an original. So I, it would be hard pressed for me to believe that they would throw. Some the original concept stuffs out before major IPs because yeah. that's not what, what draws people. So that that's my first of the three. Um, I guess the second one, most obvious, maybe just some kind of tie-in with Pumpkin Lord. Mm-hmm. Wicked Growth Two was speculated on the map last year for one version. So that you know it could be. I guess Pumpkin Lord uh, learned a new rune language. He must have wandered over from his post up in the front and wandered over to conjure the dark and well, checked out their ruins and, and learned how to text. that
0: they got to milk that teat while they, while they can. So
2: yep, the sweet pumpkin teat. Um, so it could be pumpkin lore related possibly. Um, one other one uh, is harvest. You know, my harvest is inescapable. That could be a callback to Nathaniel crow, who we did see in the wicked growth house and is part of the HHN lore in the past. So essentially he was a scrapped icon and the story of it. And I'll sum it up pretty quickly was that Jack, the clown um, found him, found his land and he was just a farmer. Um, He was trying to plant pumpkins. Jack, the clown convinces him that his land is just useless, dead. He can't grow anything, whatever. He convinces him to purchase the land where he can host his carnival of carnage, which is kind of a tie in to the podcast static video where the lady was wearing the 25 shirt. Mm -hmm. So that's a little bit of a connection there. Um, He convinces him to put his carnival there. Nathaniel Crowe sees all the stuff. He goes in, he sees the guests and the guests of the circus never return. So Jack's killing them, but Nathaniel doesn't die. And he asks him why Jack says, you'll see. Um, Eventually Jack packs up the circus and they head out. And at this point, uh, Nathaniel Crow starts seeing various icons. And I think just like recites a poem or sees a poem And eventually the ground starts sprouting, pumpkins, and the vines kind of pull him in and hold him down. And then crows come in, attack him, pick him, kill him. And he slowly turns into a jack-o'-lantern with a candle in his mouth. And he is the embodiment of Halloween. So it could be a Nathaniel crow tie-in where, you know, his harvest, you know, the scares on the harvest. We saw him in Wicked Growth. It, It ties into there. So, it could be some sort of Nathaniel Crow revenge, which could tie into Oddfellows' circus if we were to have that, because that could be on the same grounds that Nathaniel Crow's land was. And it could be a case of, uh, Jack killed me. Oh, Jack also killed me. Let's go try to kill Jack. I, I don't know. That, that one seems a little far fetched, but there's tie ins. Um, and then the final one that I think is probably the most. Uh, out there is somebody was connecting this to the house um forget the exact name but or the orphanage ashes to ashes I believe it was mm-hmm. um the Cindy cantine because the the orphanage was called the harvest orphanage
1: huh.
2: or asylum what were the termage that they used but the, the name was harvest involved so if it's a you know a locked in style orphanage is you know hard to escape it's some kind of cindy kane tie-in Uh let i mean those are the four rumors of discussion at this point but again they are just that they're rumors based off of somebody potentially solving a cipher that seems a little far-fetched to me i i what do you guys think on any of those
0: I mean, i'm still leaning towards it means Absolutely nothing. <laughs> yeah. I think Horror Nights, I think the Horror Nights or just Orlando's social media team are just the best trolls, the best kind of troll. And they know that they can set their community off by just like farting on camera. Mm-hmm. And like, people will literally read into that like way too far. And I, and then again, this is not me picking on us or the community. I, I think it's just, to me, it's funny and it's fun because, mm-hmm. you know, it's fun to speculate. So I get it um i just think that we tend to read into things way too way too hard and mm-hmm. like because i i mean again i read it and initially was like oh come on can we just please stop <laughs> do something rehashing the same crap over and over again like i'm I totally right. again i like pumpkin lord i really do and i like um that theme like i like the scarecrow theme but mm-hmm. at the same time it's like be original, please. Like we need to make sure that we have some original ideas, and you know, and not just re- like relive the same five things over and over again. Even though we're doing an episode of, I was <laughs> going to say, come, old, coming a perfect houses, houses, but you know what I'm saying. Like, but right. yes, you need to stop
2: rehashing it. Like, you know, if you had a scare zone, you know, look at Dead Man's Pier. You know, we had Dead Man's Wharf, and we made a house out of it. Perfect. That was that's. I don't ever need
0: another Dead Man's house at least not like or, in or next five years mm-hmm. yeah yeah like, you know, bring it's it just, back in 10 years great. that would make sense but
2: that's like if they did a, a a variation of scary tales every year you know it's just yes you can change it up a little bit mm-hmm. but but why you have a true a, a, a true proven track record of 31 years so far of like coming up with amazing concepts so your people can do it so just let them cook
0: <laughs> right and, he, and keep in mind they already are kind of doing this with certain things like we're getting a monstrous house yeah or at least we assume we get a monster house every goddamn year now and again I, it's not that i don't like monsters specifically like i think they can do good things with them they can make interesting houses but it's like do we really have to go to that well every year just because you own the property yeah
1: <laughs>
2: so look, Jamie, i get think
0: it oh uh, yeah <laughs> no no no! i was just gonna say i mean jamie is a perfect example of the people in the community that are like yes no that's exactly what i want them to do and it's just hey, too good
1: for them not to it's just too easy for them not to use it and they know people well most people seamus at least they know most people enjoy it or like seeing some of those like creatures and monsters brought to life don't get me wrong I it can get a little repetitive but i'm, I'm yeah. one of those people
2: <laughs> but it's also too like monsters aside whatever that's fine like because it, it's different enough there's different characters but if you mm-hmm. know if this is a pumpkin lord in that world it's you know that's an mm-hmm. original concept that's just kind of been you know pulled out and so you know they gave us wicked growth and it was like the pitcher right. coming out and throwing 100 mile power hour heaters like they're mm-hmm. killing it. and then we get pumpkin lord the next year and he's just like farting and burping and it's like mm-hmm. all right maybe just take a break we'll kind of forget this one ever happened and and you know, we can revisit this in in a little bit, but I'm in I'm in that boat too, where it's like just because I love something doesn't mean I need it every year or a, or a different variation of it. So I'm right. I think I'm on board as well. Like I said earlier, and Seamus agreed. I think that this. I mean, we'll, time will tell. We'll see if there's a payoff on this, but I don't. I don't know if it necessarily is going to be anything related to that. I could be proven wrong tomorrow as they will probably drop an announcement. But Mm -hmm. what do you think, Jamie, about the the different theories, I guess?
1: I don't know. I'm so gullible that I want to believe it. I was like, oh, this is definitely got to mean something. You know what (laughs) I mean? So, Like I said, I was trying to figure out what it was. And then as much as I don't want to think it's trolling then again i think it could possibly be them just doing it just to get everyone like like hyped up maybe like prepped for an announcement just to like give us something but then again they've been doing that the last couple of times too and we still haven't gotten anything so but i mean kind of like how you guys were saying the repetitiveness of like bringing things back that we've already had i mean with reading what it could have been deciphered as what do you not think that they would be trying to like make him because like people were talking about like a new icon and like all this kind of stuff obviously wouldn't be a new kind but like his like this year because like last year he was there but like he didn't really get his like spot in the spotlight kind of thing i think there are again, to do that
0: would have been last year
1: that's yeah, and I- that's what i was saying too i don't think they would have waited to do it until now i think they would have done it up last year but i feel like maybe some stuff with the weekend like they couldn't have dropped out with that they had already announced um the black phone and Blumhouse and stuff like that. So I don't, I don't know, but that's, that's just a theory. Honestly, that's the only other thing I could have really thought of.
2: Yeah. I think last year mm-hmm. should have been his year. And I think mm-hmm. they, I think it was, I think the ball was dropped a little bit in that aspect. That's
1: what, that's what I'm saying. Yeah.
2: Yeah. But I well, time will tell. I mean,
1: I gotta we'll be see. right about something for once, but I don't, I don't think this will be it. <laughs>
2: it's just, and that's, well, that's the thing too, that, uh, even if these theories are right i'm really curious like if it plays out and it's like oh this is nathaniel crow related it's gonna tie in with the odd fellow house right. i'd be very curious as to why they chose to do that one first especially when it's like
1: that's what i'm saying like even if they are just, idea, you know yeah. yeah like even if they are just like messing around or whatever like why would they like bring that up you know what i mean
2: yeah so time will tell i i uh, an announcement is imminent. I it's I think it's going to be um I mean it, I, I honestly think it could be either tomorrow or next Thursday. Um there is yep. a HHN panel planned for Spooky Empire, I think yep. on the Friday. Mm-hmm. So if they dropped this the day before, they'd have some cool stuff to talk about. I remember last year at the panel, you know, yep. they didn't announce anything, but they showed us some stuff from the Monsters House. Yes. So Which like really it, cool it makes sense to kind of lean into that. So I, I think we definitely get an announcement before next Friday. I, I just, I feel it. I think it's a Thursday thing. I think that drops either tomorrow or
1: mm-hmm.
2: uh, the, the Thursday following, but yeah, time will tell. So let's move on into our main segment. So HHN houses from 11 through potentially 15 we're definitely going to get through 13 tonight but time will tell if we get all the way through because these are the years that we're starting to get more elaborate houses we're starting Mm -hmm. to get more houses so let's dive on in so i'm going to be discussing hhn 11 now this is a very tough year so obviously the year was 2001 obviously this is after the 9-11 attacks so a lot of stuff had to change because this back then it wasn't running through September. It started at October 5th. So a lot of last minute kind of changes to the, the overall feel. This is the year that um, Eddie was supposed to be the icon and then they decided to bring, you know, Jack the clown back. Um, so where some stuff did get shuffled around here. So I think this event may have. Um, had some of that leak into the houses. So first off, one of the houses, and this was at the earthquake queue, and this was The Mummy Returns, The Curse Continues. So this was originally supposed to be um, called The Mummy Returns Temple of Terror. And of course, you know, with terror kind of filling up all the news at that time, it was rightfully changed to Uh, the curse continues so this was based off of the mummy movies the Brendan Fraser movies so this came out right along the time that the sequel came out and the description of this is based on the hit movie venture through a maze of tomb-like corridors and dark taverns in the temple of the scorpion king where danger lurks around every corner so you would enter this house and there was a big metal statue and supposedly this had a lot of characters and they were just kind of like hiding in you know a grassy wall. They had a sarcophagus that would kind of lean forward and get you. There was a lot of mummies. There was pharaohs that would chase you around. Um, supposedly there was some moving floor aspects installed into this house and there was at the end a giant Seven foot tall sphinx that would attack the guests on their way out. Now there's not a whole lot of pictures, other than just people in mummy costumes. Mm-hmm. So I guess we can go into our our aspect on this house because there's that's really all we got. Um, I'm disappointed there's no Brendan Fraser characters. I was hoping that there would be in there. But <laughs> so let's get into our discussion. I guess so. Would this be a remake? A sequel or just pass and let this be one of the houses at 11
1: mm, I feel like I didn't really have to think about this one too hard but I'll probably have to pass on this one only yeah. because it was already a sequel
2: yeah I'm kind of in the same boat just because it's ba- based off of a sequel of the IP I mean we get the mummy Mm-hmm. pretty consistent now throughout the universal monsters i i mean maybe if it was just a straight up brendan fraser mummy like right. i would say remake it i don't need a sequel i just want a remake of of just straight up the mummy but yeah. since it's not that i i'm good with kind of letting this one just sit in the past
1: because didn't in the last episode we talked about that they had a mummy house like just yeah straight the yeah. mummy yeah, the, house?
0: it was yeah the, it was year 10
1: yeah mm-hmm. Oh, so 10, that. But,
0: uh, well, yeah. I mean, that makes sense, uh, sense then. Yeah, because uh-huh. that was the year that, or year before. I don't know. One of the years, whenever the Mummy was the, was like that event's kind of like icon because yeah. the movie had come out or whatever. But... So
1: it, it, kind of already got its spotlight.
0: Yeah, yeah I'm good I agree. with letting that one. I agree with both of you. Just let it pass. We've well, I mean, that was I, that was easy. <laughs> outside of a straight up remake of that first Mummy House,
1: I would say right. I just let it go.
0: Yeah. We get enough monsters at this point. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so moving to sound stage 22, we have a house called Pitch Black. And it's described as a mysterious zone of darkness has appeared, causing weird disturbances. It's up to you to investigate. Dot, dot, dot. If you dare. Ooh. So th- this one seemed like, <laughs> it just sounds like a whole lot of nothing is going on in this one, but it seems like from what I'm reading, there was a pretty it was a pretty well recepted house.
1: I bet it was good,
2: so this supposedly it, and there's not a lot of like detailed full- on like
1: uh-huh.
2: room one room two, but it was kind of a trip down a lot of just painted black hallways and there was just mm-hmm. a lot of sound effects, noises and and, and like strobe lights so it, it, I'm trying to it kind of seemed like a brainwashing sort of experiment in my mind is like, they're trying to tap into your psyche, but it's a, a very touchy feely kind of thing. So it was a carpeted walls covered in slime, cobwebs, inflatable objects in walls, hot rooms, cold rooms, wet rooms, hard floors, soft floors, bouncy floors. It's all in the pitch black. So it's kind of just playing off of the your darkness aspect and playing mm-hmm. off of just all your other senses. Um, there's not a lot of scare characters in this room. Um, they've played children's voices throughout this. And there was someone, uh, according to this article, there was a pitch black room with the sound of someone retching. So I think it's just <laughs> like, it just kind of plays off of. Now that's scary. Your senses. <laughs> um, this was, um,. A, a very popular house. It says um, they mm-hmm. they all they speculate that there was only like seven to ten characters in the whole house, yeah. and they only had like three different booholes. So it's kind of just a a very basic concept. Obviously, it has nothing to do with that Vin Diesel pitch black movie. <laughs> but what do we think on pitch black? Now this is it's interesting because it's not really a story we. I guess it kind of takes sequel out of it since there's not really a story. It's almost like, would you want to remake this concept of yeah of um, sensory work, I guess? Okay. What do you guys think?
0: Yes and no. Uh, um, the easy answer is I want a house where they dim, they, 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 make it as dark as possible. I mean, one of my, one of my f- more recent or not, i say recent, but like one of my more favorite encounter, like encounters at like a horror event once was, there was a house at spooky world a few years ago or however many years ago that I was there that night. And the house was literally designed to be like as dark as possible. And they gave you a glow stick and said, here you go. Uh, and that, fun. Um, that to me is, is more of an experience than your just your standard house now granted you know most of the houses that we go through now the ones that i go through and i enjoy them for various reasons i enjoy them for their artistic value i i, I you know appreciate the work that it goes into building and completing the sets i appreciate the work that the scare actors put in um, but none of it really like scares me i don't go through it to get like shocked and scared you know what i mean like yeah. I, I know for a fact that i'm going to go through and they might get me here and there as far as like jump scares are concerned if they're done right and done well um, but i don't typically go through a haunted house to 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 get that feeling of dread but mm-hmm. but on the other hand if you put me in a situation like that where you make it like you deprive a lot of my ability to see or comprehend like things that are going on around me will disorient me. And I like that feeling more because that, that makes you feel almost more uneasy, fills you with dread, fills you with a little bit more, you know, unwariness. So when you take away that sense of sight, it makes it a lot more, you know, interesting. Now, I don't know how that works with rules now and safety regulations and stuff. And I Mm. don't know how, how dark can they really make the house? But um, if it was something like that, I would say you know I'd be on board 100%. Bring it back, um, but I think it's more bringing back that type of experience and not necessarily whatever the house was themed around or based on. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, it's more implementing that style of scare yeah. into something. It's it sort of something that we saw a little bit to a degree with Black Phone during that long, yeah, mm-hmm. kind of tarped out with that part
0: line. in the um, yep. that part in um hill house where the dark long hallway yes mm-hmm. where they like dead in the sound and yep mm-hmm. pitch made it pitch black
1: and in hell block too kind of like the last part of hell block when you're walking through yeah. the
0: with all the lights black
1: hallways but the, the, honestly that the, that part probably got me the most in the house there was some good little there was a boo hole right there with like nose frat kind of looking creatures and stuff like that hidden and it was pretty creepy. yeah mm-hmm.
0: yeah i
2: i kind of i'm on that in between that Seamus brought up too, because as a whole, this house is like, I like this style of scaring and I think it mm-hmm. can and should be implemented a lot of other places, but is it like enough to just, is it up to today's HHN standards to mm-hmm. open up a house with no real story or characters and just have like a sensory experiment, I guess.
1: I kind of like it. I've, I think really it. like it. I think, I don't, they think could too.
0: I don't think the house has to necessarily have like a,
1: Connection
0: story or any type yeah. of connection to any real existing characters or anything like that. You can just do a sensory or a fear-based house, mm-hmm. specifically on people's fears. Yeah, um, so i I would vote in the re
2: the remake. I would I would like to see this house remade
1: with did, today's you know, technology. Definitely, pitch black like dark is like I'm. I wouldn't say I'm not afraid of many things. I can't say that because I do get scared, but. The dark is something that will always probably scare me. And I think that mixed with like the different like yeah. sound effects they could do. And it's like the anticipation of like well, waiting for something to like jump old... out of you and not being able to see it. It's it's scary. And I think this could yeah. be really good. And they could probably have people in the house if they were to ever remake this. Cause I think it'd be really cool, honestly, now that we're talking about it. They could have people blended in and black jumpsuits and the walls are like how they have like the green screen suit kind of things like that blended in with the like walls the guy from the
2: weekend yeah,
1: yeah right exactly like the wallpaper mm-hmm. mixed in but um yeah i think that would be really scary and just have them not even jump out at you because even if you couldn't see him but like make sounds in your ear when you walk by or just like little things like that stomping whatever just i, oh, I think they would be really cool
0: the you know what you can't see is typically scarier than what you can,
1: so that is true.
2: Yeah, so let's move on now to a house that has a lot of description. So I'll try to run through this quickly. Mm-hmm. The house is called Run. Uh, this house went through major changes, um, based off the events I talked about earlier. This was supposed to be Eddie's house. This was going to be his icon house's introduction, but Eddie was scrapped from the event. Therefore, he was scrapped from the house altogether. Now, this house was described as become a guest contestant in a diabolical new game where there are no questions, no prizes, and only one rule. Try to escape without losing your mind. So essentially, this was was just this thrown-together game show with chainsaw crazy people, and your object is to literally run, to get out um from what i did see is that this house and this would never be able to fly today just because of crowds but this was apparently it had a lot of moving parts and dead ends so it was like we refer to you know sometimes houses are referred to as mazes this was an actual maze where you could go into a dead end have to turn around go the other way there was walls that were made of mattresses and chain link fences, and they huh. were made so that they could be moved and guests could just kind of go around in a long time because they would change the, the direction that you had to go. Hmm. Um, it was a lot of chainsaw people throughout this whole house. It was very dark, and it did play with a little bit of a sensory where you would probably be able to see other uh, pathways of other people but with ramps and stuff like that, it looked like they were a lot lower. So it looked like you were higher in some aspects of the house. Huh. They would separate guests. Like, so you all end at the same point, but sometimes you would be separated from a group. So if like the three of us went in and we got, one had to go one way, the other had to go another way. And that's, you know, hopefully you meet up at the same time, but mm-hmm. I mean, you'd all end at the same point. So that, that aspect is, it's just so brilliant, but it's just not something you could do at today's haunt standards.
0: Yeah.
2: at HHN. There's just, too many people.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, there is a giant whole treatment. We don't have to get into the full treatment, but that's pretty much the extent of the house at that aspect where it's just that game show aspect. You go through, you know, your entryway, the games begin and they kind of send you off literally like, Oh, run, time to go. Huh. Um, you move through a cave area, you go through the basement, you do a decon um, a uh, there's. I'm trying to like skim through this thing because there's a whole bunch of scenes, but there's there's eleven scenes in this thing. Yeah. Huh. So just on the concept alone, what are we what are we thinking? I mean, just picture a violent, almost like Saw. You know, like you're you're, right. you're your object is to, to get time, out or you die.
0: Given enough time to design it and, and come up with a, a cohesive idea. Uh-huh. i think it could work as, as like a remake um it sounds kind of like the running man which is a i know it was a movie with Arnold schwarzenegger i don't know if i think it was based on a book or something i forget exactly and someone's gonna be like you're an idiot it's this but like <laughs> it's definitely based on something but it sounds like that same idea where like a dude is like brought on to like this violent nihilistic end of the world like game show and they have to like fight to survive kind of like squid games almost in some way kind of like that yeah yep i I could see them finding a way to do it obviously it can't necessarily be as chaotic as this one was it -hmm. has to be more more straightforward it has to have an actual like path you follow but you can make it work in the sense that like you they give you the a feeling of going through various dangerous you know uh activities you have to complete to actually get to 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 get out of the house i think that'd be kind of cool
2: and this house was does have two sequels one at um hhn 16 in run hostile territory and it does have a sequel at 25 with a run blood sweat and fears now i'm sure we'll get into those houses at in a later episode but Mm -hmm. um yeah what do you think about doing run what it so you so shame is you're kind of leaning towards a uh, sequel or remake.
0: I mean knowing that they've done like two or three sequels, I mean, do I need it? No, but I mean, I, I think it would I mean, I wouldn't be uh, I wouldn't be mad if they were like, "Hey, we're going to remake Run for the new the, the new audience
1: basically." Yeah. Right.
0: Cuz if it, at this point this this event's 22 years old now, so. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, so that was my whole thing. When you had mentioned this, I was like, oh, run. Because I had known that they had previously or after done a couple sequels to it and stuff like that. So the game show type concept, I really do enjoy. And I went um, to 25 when they did have the run Blood, Sweat, and Fear house. But I unfortunately didn't get to go in it. Or if I did, I don't remember it because I have a terrible memory. But... um personally i don't i don't need this one again it's had its shot it's had a couple more sequels to it i think it's i think it's done its job so
2: this, i would yeah. say uh re i would i would be interested to remake uh just the original and i'm sure when we discuss the sequels maybe i'll forget i said that um because i'll probably be okay with the sequels but i think remaking this this house would be cool because you could revamp and like you said, that game show aspect of it's really yeah. cool. I think if you, you took a, a look at this one and, and redid just this house,
1: mm-hmm.
2: um, I think it would be very fun and interesting to kind yeah. of dive into that one again.
1: It would be something different. I wish I would have done it.
2: Yeah. So next up is scary tales. So the first iteration of this franchise, I guess at horror nights, mm-hmm. this was also in soundstage 22, which was where pitch black was hosted. This one, and again, this one was originally supposed to be called Terrorland. And again, because of the terrorist attacks, took terror out of there and just called it Scary Tales. So this one was a very popular one. This actually, I believe, was awarded the first ever House of the Year award. Uh, There was a sequel to this the following year, Scary Tales 2. But Mm -hmm. this one, the story is that this house as a bunch of fairy tale characters, and they are locked inside of Carnival for thirty years as children. During this time, they mutated and morphed into terrifying adult versions of themselves and seek revenge with the help of Jack. They are now able to take their vengeance out on the innocent. And there's two settings: there's a Mad Hatter room and an Alice's Toy Room. There is in this house the Queen of Hearts, uh, the Evil Queen, Bridge Troll, Big Bad Wolf, Pinocchio, Mad Hatter. Um, some of Alice's toys, Straightjacket Monster, and a couple other just randos that are thrown in there. So you do enter this um, with a narrator. So I can picture it almost as like the Revenge of the Tooth Fairy style house where mm-hmm. there's there's a soundtrack, but there's an overlaying narrator bringing you through this, this craziness. Um, so you are brought in through a... of the intro but then you go through a revolving tunnel and it was all painted black and white checkerboards and this was kind of bringing you into alice in wonderland a la the rabbit hole style thing um and then you entered a small room with a little girl holding a teddy bear and there's unknown names in words printed everywhere after that you'd go through alice's toy room then you would enter the mad hatter's tea party room and then the Mad Hatter would himself he would attack guests, and then the next room it would lead you into the Queen of Hearts styled room, where she would just do nursery rhymes to play off of that scary tales vibe, where you do three blind mice stuff like that. So, oh, and then you get into the Pinocchio's room. There's a huge puppet of Pinocchio, and it was all like PSI pumps, so it's not an actual character, not exactly full on mechanical, but it's that kind of half sees. Uh, You would go out the back door of grandma's house. That's where you get a little boo hole with some wizard of Oz style characters here with a scarecrow. And then the next room used tilted walls and floors to really disorient you. Uh, A lot of fog and strobe lights. And this is where you would sort of exit the house with one last (laughs) jump scare with Alice holding a chainsaw.
1: Oh God.
2: (laughs) So, scary tales now this is these are the years now leading up to the event where these are going to get a little bit trickier because Mm -hmm. they do have sequels so I guess we sort of have to I guess just imagine we're making a sequel just to this Mm -hmm. we're kind of forgetting the other ones it's almost like how Halloween has so many different timelines (laughs) You know, like we're going to create a new brand here so I guess our remake would be with these same characters sounds very alice in wonderlandy yeah. uh sequel would be doing what the other one's done but a better and then leave it alone is just kind of leaving this one to be so what do we think about scary tales first iteration
1: i like scary tales honestly the more and more um talking about it it. uh Sorry, I was reading something real quick <laughs> No, yeah. but I, I like scary tales, honestly Um, It reminds me, I didn't realize how similar it was With the Alice in Wonderland theme Because then again, in the later years We had the asylum in Wonderland Which mm-hmm. I had always wanted to do So I would like to see a remake Of the original scary tales house with these characters I think that would be really cool And it would still give me that Storybook esque theme that I like, but still with the Alice in Wonderland that I wanted to see. So I think this would be a pretty cool remake.
2: And I'm searching mm-hmm. something right now. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, were you looking up? Yes. A so that?
2: it is. No, no. Go so ahead. this is. I was. I was searching if it was, and it. It looks like it was. So uh-huh. uh, Alice in Wonderland is public domain. So that's why we've probably ah. seen her in various iterations um yeah the illustrations came into public domain in 1964 so for a while it's been um i didn't know that public huh. domain so that that's kind of why i was much like the winnie and the pooh blood and honey right um, once it becomes public domain you can that's why this is deemed an original and not ah, that's using cool. like intellectual property right so that makes sense as to why they went so heavy in that mm-hmm. um yeah it'd be cool to remake this one um we make the rules here, so I guess we can bend it. I don't know if I would necessarily, I would come almost, almost hybrid a little bit with titles because mm-hmm. I wouldn't, you know, it's not necessarily scary tales as much as it is Alice in Wonderland related. And obviously, That's- we already have Al, you know, the asylum, you know, with Alice related in the title. So maybe I'd morph yeah. the title a little bit, so it's you know like Alice in Horrorland or something like that, and, yeah. and really play off of that. Um, and you know, the scary tales ones that came later um we'll discuss those yeah shortly um but yeah no i'm good with i'm good with remaking a version of this scary tales iteration because i think that would yeah. be pretty
1: fun i think so too
2: And, and has proxied his in as pass <laughs> <'Cause> he, <laughs> he is taking one of I the dogs for a little walk <laughs> um so let me dive into the last house so this was at located at naserman's so this Hasn't had a house since 2007. Um, This one is over in the New York area, and it's now where the Starbucks is and the boundaries. So this one is called Superstitions, and it is described as explore a hidden warehouse filled with ancient relics and urban legends. Urban legends are getting a lot of that lately. Mm -hmm. Uh, That will have you believing in the supernatural oh <sighs> right. hmm. sorry i'm reading a lot here so i'm just gonna no, kinda... okay. <laughs> uh Does this was a intriguing? recently discovered warehouse of archaeologist theodore raven an expert in the oculate and supernatural this heading is a terrifying haunted house filled with ancient relics and urban legends guests encounter every superstition imaginable from broken mirrors to black cats as they plunge deeper and deeper into the superstition nightmare So, again, we use a voiceover aspect of this and it's reciting the story of superstitions to you once you get into those rooms. This is cool. I never stumbled upon this before, but the first room featured the chupacabra. Oh, really? So glowing eyes and snake like tongue. So it's sort of like the authentic looking one versus the one that we got last year. Right.
1: I I like that. Cool.
2: Um, the next room was Roswell, New Mexico, with mm-hmm. the big UFO crashing in there. Uh-huh. And There would be a dummy that would attack guests from above. Fun. <laughs> um, after that, guests would enter the Bigfoot room. Um, other rooms represented, like I said, broken mirrors, black cats, which would be meowing, mm-hmm. and scratching <laughs> at you, um, hanging bro-laps, witches, Bloody Mary, a Yeti, and the Hookman.
1: This the must Hook have come out
2: around the time that I know what you did last summer, Uh, Um, and then there was a tall shadow that says "I see dead people." This must have been right around the sixth sense as well. This
1: must have—I was just going (laughs) to say.
2: According to this, there was also a walking under the ladder room, and it was filled with cracks. Step on a crack, you break your mom's back. Interesting. So there was characters like we talked about, some Mm -hmm. chupacabras, and they, (laughs) for whatever, they have Jason Voorhees listed as a character. So.
1: I had to, to throw so, him in there to give him the extra effect.
2: Friday the yeah. 13th, right? Oh, true. Oh, shame. You sense.
1: Coming in from the cut.
2: <laughs> so this is an interesting concept. What do you two think about this one?
1: I, It's tough because I feel like this wouldn't be as much of a scary house as it would be more of one of our fun houses, I would think. I feel like some of the characters that they have in it definitely could have that like creepy aspect to it and make it pretty scary, but I feel like it would be more kind of, I don't know how to explain it, I don't want to say whimsical, but definitely more of our kind of uh, comedic relief in some scenes, I guess, like you were saying there was a Bigfoot room and stuff like that, I don't think I'd be very scared of Bigfoot, but I know maybe he is, I don't know, but just some of the little shticks that they have in it I feel like are more like kind of gimmicky in the sense yeah. it's a, it's a very gimmicky house is the, is the thing I'm looking for. Yeah. As for, sorry, shameless, go ahead.
0: No, no, I'm just going to say, I, I'm, I'm going to pass on this too and probably mm-hmm. say, let's just keep this stuff in the past. Let it kind of be what it is. Um, I look at this as like, they're starting to get away from at this point, starting to get away from, you know, just a random, hodgepodge of differing ideas in a house Mm -hmm. and starting to lean more towards like actual stories um Mm -hmm. and maybe they haven't quite gotten there yet but this is one of those things where it's like i i don't need to see see this again like i just Mm -hmm. it's 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 one of those that's like it's cool it's kind of cool to read about but do i really want to 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 experience this probably not i mean it i don't know it's just it's boring mm-hmm. in the sense that it's just like oh hey here's a bunch of superstitions people have okay like that doesn't wow me so i think let's just it's a product of its time and let's just leave it where it is yeah i you kind of took the words out
2: of my mouth i think that this was them kind of this was like the growing years of Horror Nights. You know, they were kind of finding their way and not really. And like, it's it's it was probably, it's a cool concept where it's like, oh, each room is a superstition. That's fun. Um, but I, it is, I think you described it as a hodgepodge. It, it's exactly what that is. It, right. you know, there's no cohesive storyline other than this is a superstition. And these are really one-off rooms. Mm-hmm. Um, interesting concept, but I'm fine with leaving this alone.
1: Me too. That's what I was going to say.
2: Yeah. All right. So that wraps up HHN 11. So Jamie, you want to take over the next event?
1: Yes. So we're going to be going over HHN 12 Islands of Fear. So this is the first year that they had this event in Islands of Adventure, which is pretty cool. Um, the first house that I'm going to be going over is a Maximum Carnage, which was located in the car, uh, Carnage Warehouse, which I think, yeah, it was over in the Marvel area. Um, oh, you guys would, you guys would be interested in this one. Oh, so yes. So I was just, I was going to reading a little bit more about this. Um, sorry, let me go to here. Okay, there we go. So venture into the labyrinth like secret hidden. Secret Hideout of the Malevolent Carnage, an insane criminal with incredible alien powers who's bent on mindless destruction. So in this little article that I was reading here, it said guests would enter the queue for this house to the right of the Incredible Hope Coaster entrance. In the queue, guests would see a large sign featuring the house logo as well as the Lizard Man. The Lizard Man is a carnival performer with lizard tattoos all over their body. Guests would eventually reach the facade, which was the entrance to Carnage's lair. There was villains such as uh, Storm, Scream mephisto yeah mephisto (laughs) Mephisto, thank you i knew you would know it appeared um throughout the house attempting to slaughter guests the punisher for i did not know they did a house on this honestly this is so funny the punisher formerly an extremist vigilante waging a one man war on criminals wields a flamethrower at the exit infected with albert kane's darkness he joins the caretaker in carnage to burn as many people alive as he can um It said one room featured many lasers pointing at guests. Uh, A scare actor behind a chain link fence would have a pneumatic device that would make a loud noise, especially when he used it on the wall. Um, A revolving tunnel appeared. And it says the finale was the nuclear reactor with flashing lights and loud sirens. A scare actor with a uh, gas mask would jump out at guests and another scare actor would appear above them. It also had green lights and barrels labeled gamma radiation. Uh, a chainsaw wielding scare actor jumps out at the end and attacks guest as they run out of the house so just from me going over this a little bit i could already say that this really wouldn't be my kind of house <laughs> but um the marvel I th- villains i think my my co-hosts would probably have a different different take on it than i would though what do you guys think
2: so I think I'm gonna surprise you. I think that this should be left alone. What? Um I I love I Marvel. I love this. I I love Marvel, but the banana concept of throwing in like frogman, punisher, <laughs> venom, and the caretaker, and scream, and mephisto, and electro, like it's just yeah. it's so schlocky. It, it's probably it was probably amazing to experience. Like, I would have loved to experience this house as it was back right. then because it yeah. would have just been so ridiculous but to remake it like I'm looking at some of the costumes and they're just they're pretty much the same costumes they're, you see like the Captain America in like I it's just, just not that. great <laughs> Yeah, um, I think it would have been if if one of our options was Time Machine where I could just go back in time and go through this house that year mm-hmm. then I would do that but I think that this was just fun enough I think mm-hmm. it's just I think it's going to be one of those
0: relics that go down in history and I'm, I'm fine with just kind of mm-hmm. leaving it. Yeah, considering, it considering at the time my cynical 14 year old ass would have laughed at everything in this house. I probably <laughs> right. don't want to see it again either. Now with I, let's, I'm going to preface this by saying if they could do it, because obviously they can't, mm-hmm. but if they could really do a legit adult themed carnage specific house i would totally jump at the chance because yeah like you're right about one thing carnage is probably one of my favorite marvel characters Mm -hmm. um he is one of the darkest marvel characters um and really surprising for what you know marvel and obviously marvel has done some you know adult ish themed things but to really Take the idea of a serial killer being infected by a symbiote. You know that, that was that was some dark shit for when they when they when they came up with him. Mm-hmm. Um, so if the, the, I think there's a lot of cool things they could do with it, but considering they can't at this point with rights and everything else. Um, but if they were like, hey, one of our IP houses is going to be a fucking like Carnage USA or or some sort of like just Carnage story, I would be. Pumped. As long as they don't include Frogman and all these other random characters. (laughs) Yeah. It it Mm -hmm. seems like it's a product of its time. Like they, you know, they obviously got the rights to be able to do like a Marvel house and they just jumped at the chance to do that and they threw every last thing they could think of into it. You know, it's it's one of those things where they did they they tried to do too much with not enough space and time. So Mm You know they call it Maximum Carnage, but they have all these other random characters in there. It's not really about Carnage at that point. So. That's
1: what I was thinking. I was like, are all these other characters like really? so? Young? No, so
0: no. My- <laughs> no. And this um, was this will be a hard this, pass for me. Leave it. At, this leave it was at the
2: this was the fall after Spider-Man One released because that was 2002 as well.
1: Oh, they were hype then. Everyone was hype.
2: So that was released in May, I believe it was, and huh. this was obviously the fall of 22. So mm-hmm. trying to piggyback off of that.
1: Yeah. That makes sense then. All right. So kind of a little play off a house that Nick previously just talked about. I do want to go over this a little bit because reading some of it, I thought it was really crazy that they had some of this in the house. But um the next house is Scary Tales 2. So like I said, I know we discussed it a little bit, the original in the previous from Nick. But I wanted to read some of the descriptions of the characters that they had in this house. So this one, they had Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs, Little Red Riding Hood, Alice in Wonderland, The Wizard of Oz, The Legend of Sleepy Hollow, The Three Little Pigs, and Princess and the Pea. So (laughs) this last paragraph really stood out to me. It said, according to this, and it has a little link. There was a voiceover of a man reciting nursery rhymes with creepily, creepily, with a demented twist and eerily music. A bloody white rabbit with a noose tied around his neck appeared in one scene. A princess and Alice also appeared. According to this, there was a scene from the Princess and the Pea. The house also seemed a lot quieter than normal. A lot quieter than normal, with no music being heard through most of the house, and many of the rooms were also outside. Which I thought was kind of interesting. And then another one that it was on here. It said, Near the beginning, guests would walk into a room with many toys and floral wallpaper. A raggedy Ann doll would jump out from behind the bed. The following hallway had smiling mouths painted on the walls. After that, guests would enter a padded room with dead, decaying lambs hanging from the ceiling. Mary would jump out holding a disemboweled lamb. The <laughs> next the next room featured a jester, in one room a creature, most likely the Cheshire Cat, in parentheses. Um, where was the good one that I had read about the three little pigs? Sorry, this website that we use is not very quick. Oh, here we go. A pumpkin head would jump out at guests from behind one of these fences, blah, blah, blah. The finale featured the headless horseman and the three little pigs. The pigs held chainsaws, in parentheses. so (laughs) I thought this sounded a little uh, different than the first one in the sense that I really do like that they included more character diversity I guess they had different storylines in there and stuff which I thought would be fun so I know that I said I would like to see a rendition of the first one but after reading this and seeing how they did some of the scenes and stuff like that I would like to see a remake of this one also. I don't know, I'm a sucker for like the storytale book rhymes and all that kind of stuff and like a mashup house essentially. So, I think this would be really fun to redo, especially since these are all like classic storybook stories that we had read and also tying in like the Wizard of Oz and um Alice in Wonderland and stuff like that and Snow White. So, I think this would be a fun little remake.
2: So for this one I think mm-hmm. I'm going to I'm leaning towards pass. That's okay. Um being that I think like I said on the last one I would like to see a remake of more just like focused on just a horror rendition of Alice in Wonderland cuz that's right. what the first one was mm-hmm. 85% of mm-hmm. um and the fact that we get more of these scary tale houses and and mm-hmm. they're great um I think I'll just leave this one as is because I know we're going to come to other ones that I think had uh, a more of a variety of stuff. You know, Mm -hmm. I don't, you know, the sleepy hollow, the three little pigs, the wizard of Oz. That's fun. But I think some of the later ones has the more obscure fairy tales that I, I liked and I'm good with leaving these ones as is
1: fair enough.
0: Yeah. I don't want to sound boring, but, Leave this one. Leave this one there. I, I feel like oh, i it's okay. It's okay. This event because just by ju- just by judging the five that are on this. But, <laughs> yeah, it's nothing.
1: Um, nothing that spectacular.
0: <laughs> but yeah, I mean, again, it's one of those ones where we're getting scary tales now. You know, maybe a different form of scary right. tales, but it's still scary tales. So mm-hmm. I'd rather them just keep kind of going in the route they're going and give us new, new takes on different mm-hmm. on different fairy tales and leave it at that. I, I wouldn't want them to like. Bring anything like this back specifically as like a remake or of yeah. any kind.
1: All right, <laughs> for our next house, we have a we have a dinger here. So oh. we have a fear factor. No.
0: Oh, <laughs> oh boy! Oh boy! So we this bad boy. High. You don't have to explain it.
1: Oh, there's not. There's not very. I don't think this was very well uh, recognized because there's not much of a description of it, so I don't got to read much for us. <laughs> so this was located in the Thunder Falls Terrace, which was right outside before you get into Jurassic Park, kind of at the split where the uh, Deadly Do-Right ride is. So... It says, originally in 2002, when Cindy was planned to be the icon for Halloween Horror Nights event that year, there would be a haunted house called Fear Factor that would be based off the TV show of the same name. The house would make guests face various primal fears like bugs in the dark. Um... As for a house description, it said the lights in this house were dimmer than usual. A guest entered the house. They would see a green light that would flash on and off. Rooms featuring snakes, worms, spiders, intestines, and rats were featured as they are what people feared. The rat lady appeared in this house. One room had walls covered with spiders and someone with a glass cube on their head with creatures inside appeared. I wonder if they used real stuff. They had to have. (laughs) The room also had thin strings hanging from the ceiling simulating actual spider webs, another pitch black room. Featured hanging hair covered in goo. In one room, there was a bridge that would randomly drop two inches. A fish room also appeared with hanging stuffed fish and a bad smell. The crushing wall effect also may have appeared. There was also a vomit room with a man vomiting. The finale of the house was a series of four air guns that scare actors would shoot at guests. (laughs) So I don't (laughs) don't really think. Oh, I got to mention though, too. So, for the entrance queue of the house, when you would walk in, uh, it said there was a large video screen that was erected there to play Fear Factor clips while Weird Al Yankovic's song "Eat It" played, <laughs> <laughs> which I thought was pretty funny.
0: Oh God! <laughs> I had a home run with this one.
1: I was gonna say I don't really, I don't really think we have to discuss this one too much.
2: Hhn Creative is throwing fucking heaters on this <laughs> year. Um, right.
1: Fear Factor sequel back then. Sequel. Oh my god! Themselves. I hate you.
0: <laughs>
2: no, just do it. Please, no. I'm here for the chaos.
0: No, no. Put no, it no. on the map. Unless it's them like burning the Fear Factor stage down, I want nothing to do with this. <laughs> it's
2: just each room is Joe Rogan berating just, you,
0: <laughs> right? It's just, it's just, it's, just, it's, just, it's just literally this room full of clips of his podcast. Uh huh. That's really all it is.
2: All right. Yep. So
0: we all agree that this should have a sequel house, and we're moving
1: on. And we're moving on. All right. Next one on the list.
0: I do not consign that at all.
1: <laughs> Me either. It's okay, Seamus. No, all leave right. that thing alone. Yeah. So we definitely are at a consensus that that one. So I will go on to the next one. So the next house that we have is Project Evil This was located in the Triceratops Discovery Trail so guests would enter the queue next to the jurassic park discovery center the queue would go behind the discovery center to make its way to the triceratops discovery trail the facade was a giant set of wooden double doors that led into the first lab Guests seemed to walk through the triceratops discovery trail attraction backwards while whilst going through this house as one of the first things in encounter is a triceratops the house was seemingly a lot darker than the other ones that year Guests would make their way through a ruined Jurassic Park base inside as Triceratops, made to look in distress by strobes, appeared behind a door. (laughs) Various bloodied up workers begged the guests to run from the carnage going on, including Dr. Burton, the man responsible for these horrors. Guests would encounter a Dilophosaurus containment area with a large hole in it. A scientist would come out of the hole saying, they all escaped. Um, I really don't want to keep reading this. This is pretty much just a uh, dinosaur house. Jurassic which, Park. Yeah, pretty pretty much Jurassic Park house, which I should have known with yeah, the uh, I mean, area that they put it in and having it at Islands of Adventure. They had to do some sort of Jurassic Park-esque
0: the, I The IP laws was a little different back then. Yeah. But they could I just use so IP for certain things without as right. many red. There were not so many hard stops or red tape like there yeah. is nowadays. Yeah. Um, the answer for me is pass. Mm-hmm. So I
2: would remake this. I think I, I think a Jurassic Park house could work. You think so? I, I do. I, I think if you based it like almost like the new movies where you're in or maybe you maybe the story is you visit Jurassic Park years after it's been abandoned and, and you think everything's gone and then come to find out there's still dinosaurs roaming around. I think you could do some cool puppeteering scares. Um I think you could do some like fail safes to open open locked doors and stuff like that to try to save yourself. And in the end, you just die. I th- I think a Jurassic Park house would be fun.
1: Eh. <laughs> no, I would remake it. I would remake no, a Jurassic Park house. I could, I could see it. I could see it, honestly. It, it would be kind of cool, but I can't really say that because I'm not a huge... Oh, man, I'm going to guns, for... no, 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 I'm gonna, I'm gonna get a lot of shit. Stick to your guns, Jamie. No, I'm going to get a lot of shit. I've never fast. seen Jurassic Park. I've never no, seen i have never seen, seen Jurassic Park? Never. No,
0: I mean, you're <laughs> still kind of young. I, mean, I can understand why you probably...
1: No, no, I've sure. seen I it. don't
0: understand it at all. I've I know what it. we're watching this week.
1: <laughs> yeah, I've seen a decent amount of shit. I could definitely watch Jurassic Park. I've never seen it, though, unfortunately. Never, never watched it. So dinosaurs have never really been my uh, my cup of tea, for se.
2: We'll dive
0: into that one this week, then. Yeah,
1: yeah. I was just gonna say I should probably watch it since I'm over here talking smack about it.
0: <laughs> well, the only one that matters is the Jurassic Park one, anyways. The other ones are all trash. So right, right. We'll probably take or leave the sequels.
1: Just like I say about Men in Black 2, I've been on the ride. Why do I need to watch the movie? <laughs> <laughs> Jesus,
0: you have to see Men in Black. Okay, Men in Black one. one, same idea. Men in Black one is is a great movie. The other sequels can be taken or leave, whatever. <laughs> But yeah, no, I'm a pass on this again, as I've already mm-hmm. stated. Don't get me wrong; I think, I mean, maybe they could do something with dinosaurs, but
1: mm-hmm.
0: for me, that's kind of like the whole dragon and castle thing. It's that's like, what
1: I was gonna I'm not say. Not a child, like right?
0: <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Whatever. I, Let it be. I noted. The,
1: <laughs> Go ahead, Nick.
0: As one of our comments that we got, what kind of child came up with the spec map? It's basically <laughs> how I would feel if I saw dinosaurs <laughs> on it.
2: Like at least for me, um, with dinosaurs. You know, there's such varying in size. Yes. Now, obviously, if the house was just a bunch of giant T Rexes
0: mm-hmm. and
2: and like iguanodons and stuff like that, it'd be like, oh, whatever. But like, you could have like little raptors, which are people size. Like, it's mm-hmm. you could play with the sounds. I mean, think of, I think of dinosaur the ride at Animal Kingdom. That thing's kind of scary. Mm-hmm. Like, it's dark and you know, it's it's there's some moments in there that get a little it's scary. Really scary.
1: <laughs> 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 when it gives you whiplash. <laughs> All right, so. Um, For the next house, finally, I got something a little good here. My map, my little uh, checklist here wasn't that great for the houses this year. So the last house that we have is Scream House. So this was the icon house for the year, which was Caretaker's House. So let's see to write here a little description. There's something disturbing about this small town mortuary. The bodies just don't want to stay dead and they don't want you to leave. The Shady Oak Cemetery has been closed for 10 years after the grisly discovery that the caretakers were using the dearly departed for some unnatural experiments. Run by Dr. Albert Kane and his family, they used the dead corpses as their playthings, sometimes staging elaborate parties in the funeral parlor. Oh, man, there's a lot on this bad boy. All right, so I'm just going to get into the queue in the house description here. It says guests would enter the queue in Seuss Landing between... One fish, two fish, red fish, blue fish, and the Circus McGurkis restaurant. Um, According to this, various entertainers, blah, blah, blah. All right, let's just get to the good stuff. So for the facade of this house, the burnt shell of a two-story Victorian manor stands in front of us, framed by trees. Projected on a screen to our left, headlines and photos detailing the grisly findings detail the horrors that took place here. We pass a wagon filled with shrouded bodies on the way to the... onto the porch, and into the house. The first room is a small parlor lit by a window along the opposing... Along? I cannot talk tonight. Along the opposite wall. From behind a room, partitioned in the shadowed corner, comes a well-dressed member of Kane's family. He holds measuring tape, extending it to us to ensure we fit in the coffins. It spins us, and we take a slight u-turn to the left, then another right, and down a photo-lined hall with a stained glass window at the end. Oh, There was a lot of rooms in this house. This... Had to at least have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, probably 12 or 13 different rooms and facades that you could take. So essentially, let me just read the ending of the house just so I could get this more for a description for you guys. So the last part that you would enter basically is the mausoleum, and a zombie appears from behind the door to your right. Turning you to the left, you complete U-turn. You finally see him, Albert Kane. He beckons you from the end of the corridor. You're too close before you realize you're looking at a mirror. The caretaker lunges at you from the back right, sending you sprinting forward. From above, a lounge bank startles you. Amid your panic, a final zombie appears to your left and chases you back into the heart. Uh, chases you back into the park. So. I think, I should have read this before, but I think how they took you th- to this house was that it had different moving parts in the room, essentially, that would kind of make you go different ways. So, yeah, I'm pretty sure this is just the Albert Cain story of his, his, origin house. His, yeah. his origin house. Yeah, there's just a really a lot to read on this one, but if you guys are interested in reading it you could look on the hhn wiki page and it tells you all about this house there's probably like almost two pages to read of stuff on here so i don't want to bore you guys because i know we got a lot to talk about still but it sounds pretty cool the shady oak cemetery the funeral home seeing um the caretaker's backstory and stuff like that the caretaker especially when i was younger here in orlando they always used to do they still do them sometimes not as often but the big billboards for horror nights and stuff like that Mm -hmm. and um whenever they had this year for the caretaker i remember seeing him on the billboard and i was like dang that's pretty scary so i really like seeing his backstory and i would like to see a remake of this house because i feel like that was one of my first other than jack of course i feel like the caretaker was one of the icons that i recognized and correlated with halloween horror nights the most and so i feel like i wish i would have gotten to see more of him even though i was younger in those years and didn't really get to go to the event back then and stuff like that when i was too young for this one but so what are you guys thinking about this sorry there wasn't too much more but there was an operating autopsy room, a viewing room, a freezer, a kitchen, a pantry room, a basement room. So you guys kind of get how it was going.
2: Yeah. this yeah. um uh, this was also the house of the year.
1: I bet. For that year. <laughs> Looks like they worked that um, hard.
2: Yeah. I'm good at remaking this one. Um, I don't know if I want like a sequel. I would just think it would be fun to
0: redo the origin. Exactly. Yeah. I don't, I feel like I'm going to be boring. I just, I think it's another one. I just not want to leave where it is. Because yeah. I think it's like, if you're going to remake this one, you might as well remake every icon house that, you know, they've done. It's true too. Like, you know, how do you remake one icon and not the others? And plus they still yeah. do things with the icons anyways. They're not right. like kind of left in the past. Like they, they, re, they do new things with them. I'd mm-hmm. rather them just do new, like if some eventually down the line, do another, you know, all hands on deck type mm-hmm. icon house. So I don't yeah. know, but yeah, I'm. I guess I'm just kind of boring with this year. This year just didn't wow me. There wasn't <laughs> this one wasn't a great year. damn or...
1: it, Seamus. I promise I'm you. It sorry, sounded Jamie. Really... You I promise you it sounded. More. I was just gonna say it sounded sick. I just can't describe anything.
0: <laughs> no, no, I think this <laughs> year had a lot of <laughs> lackluster houses. It did. It like, did.
1: Unfortunately,
0: but it's not one that I'm clamoring for them to like. You know, redo. Right. Mm-hmm. Again yeah. for twenty twenty-three or whatever.
2: Mm-hmm. All right. So let's move on to our and and looking at the time of this, this will be our final year. So we are gonna be doing just one event each.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah. So we so an hour wanna, twenty. So yeah. Do and you want to round with, us out? With yeah. 13? So with age Gen thirteen, I was a I was a I was a young sophomore in high school, but mm-hmm. uh two thousand and three, um this is the first year they had six houses. So we went from five to six this year. And allegedly, I don't know if this can be confirmed from anybody or by anybody, but apparently because it was the 13th year, each house had 13 scenes in it. Oh, that's cool. I don't know if that can be confirmed or not by anybody, but that's what I that's what I'm reading. Huh. But it sounds like the houses just by the just by the names alone, these this this was a pretty strong year. But we'll, we'll kind of go through each one of them. Mm-hmm. Um, the first is Sh- Ship of Screams. So immediately, you just think ship, cruise ship, cruise line. And this actually was uh, another house based on a ghost ship, similar to the SS Fritanic houses that they had in 98. Mm -hmm. So five years later, they did another one. This one, though, they did on the ship called the uh, HMS Friday. Um, And it was located in the Bilge Barges area of the Islands Park. I didn't realize that apparently the islands events were linear in nature where they, you would kind of go in one way and you would follow along a certain path to go through mm-hmm. each one of the houses. And then you'd be funneled out of the park because that park obviously doesn't really have so much of a central area. Right. Mm-hmm. It's, it's it's more, it definitely is kind of like a more around of a lagoon type thing. So you kind of mm-hmm. go in one direction. So I, it's a little different than when they do it in, in or in the, uh, universal Orlando park, but that's cool. Either way. I didn't realize that was how this, how this worked, but this one, um, I'll just kind of read the description. Cause there's not a whole lot of information about the ship. It's maybe about the, uh, house itself, but it says that this aging cruise liner was found adrift at sea without a soul on board. Now it's decks are roamed by a ghostly crew and passengers. Will you be joining them? The HMS Friday set sail in January of 1913. And it was one day found mysteriously adrift in the Atlantic ocean with not a soul on board now parked and slowly decaying in the Harbor passengers and crew of the ship from long ago have returned and are hungry for company. Will you see land again or will you become a passenger? So it seems like it's another one of those ghost ship type houses. Um, The rooms in this house were themed to be like a ship, like a cruise liner. Um, You go through like the bridge of the ship where like the captain usually is and they steer it. Uh, The lower levels, um, there were portholes where scare actors would, you know, boom, you know, scare you. Mm -hmm. Um, There's a control room and that sort of thing. But like, it's not a whole lot of description as to what it was. But again, if we think about it, like the Frightanic Houses, it's, it's, you know, you're on a haunted ship. Um, You're you're out at sea and, um, you know, you're attacked by ghosts of the... Of the crew, um, not a whole lot I can really give you other than that. So I mean, just really quick from my perspective, I would love to them. I would love for them to do some sort of ghost ship house again. Um, I think we got kind of some of that with with um, Dead Man's Pier, but yeah, it was less about the ship, more about the pier itself. And uh, I think that you could definitely do something where we're actually on more of a ghost ship again. So I I, I would definitely be down for this to be like sequelized or some sort of remake done for it
2: yeah i would do i would do a remake um in the sense of this and the fritanic i think the whole i think if you tapped into like the bermuda triangle aspect of a a cruise liner i think that's fun um i think there's a lot of different room opportunities you know you go on a modern day cruise ship and there's just so much options of things to do i mean you could have like a little casino scene you could have a bridge scene you could have the you know, something out in the pool. You could have a, a dance hall, you know, they, they have everything on these cruise ships nowadays. So it's, I would love to see a cruise ship based house. So I would say uh, a sequel or remake.
1: Mm-hmm. You know, I want to say that I would like to see a remake to this house because I know we had talked before about the SS Fright Titanic and stuff like that from the previous years. And I wasn't really in for it, but the more you describe it like that with how you were saying cruise ships now, how they just have so many different aspects and different rooms and different scenes that you could probably do in a house. It would be cool to see some ser- some sort of importation as a uh, ship into a house like this, a haunted ghost ship of sorts. So I think I'd like to see a remake of this one.
0: Yeah, so that was that one. Um... And then the follow the sub the next house that they would go through at this event was uh it's called Fun House of Fear so it sounds kind of like like your standard fun house um this one was a 3D house I believe um so they used a lot of like optical illusions and mm-hmm. obviously it was themed around clowns in a lot of way because you know clowns are terrifying um, <laughs> but then they also had like Carnival freaks, so kind of like you know that that you know come see the freaks type mm-hmm. stuff that was also involved in this. Um, the bearded lady, the yeah, yeah, like kind of like guy with
2: tattoos, the strong man.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. so it was kind of like that funhouse carny type type theme. Uh, I guess they would enter some sort of queue by the Dudley Do Right area. Um, Again, it's not a whole lot of description of it, so I really can't give you a super good description about what this house was. But just essentially, you know, think about it like a house full of 3D effects, clowns kind of were the majority of the scare actors. Um, Various rooms were painted a certain way to disorient them. Obviously, with the 3D effects, it helped kind of do that. Um, You know, if you'd use a lot of reds and blues and like, I guess they say like spirals and stuff, it feels like the room's moving a little bit um but yeah that's really kind of like the most that that's here from this Mm -hmm. um i guess there is not confirmed but they someone did make a comment somewhere that there may have been treaks and foons appearing in this house as characters as well so maybe that was kind of something that was tied into it Mm -hmm. Uh, and again the pictures aren't really descriptive either a lot of it's just outdoor pictures and it's a couple clowns and stuff so yeah um not a whole lot going on here i'd probably you know i'd probably just leave this one in the past it doesn't i mean if i could maybe knew more about it i might be more interested to see them revisit it but uh to me like the whole carnival funhouse type thing really doesn't excite me in any way um yeah i mean obviously those are scary in their own way but I, i don't think it's something that really works as far as like a haunted house these days would go. So I I think we can just leave this one in the past, but what do you two think?
1: So as much as I really like the whole Carney's fun house theme, theming for house and 3d houses, particularly as well. I think since we've had renditions of this similar sort in years to come that I would probably have to pass on this house. I feel like you could only do so much with clowns and with the uh, the fun house effect and stuff like that. I feel like it's stuff that's been done pretty much. And I feel like you could just get a little bit repetitive. Don't get me wrong. Like I said, I love that whole vibe that those kind of houses bring and stuff like that. But I feel like it's not something that I would need to see again or that I would really want to be like, yeah, I would like to see a remake of this. I would want to go through that, so...
2: Yeah, I'm good with leaving this one in the past. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure we'll revisit some sort of carnival-based thing. It's, it happens all the time. The 3D aspect, it's whatever. I, this house, as it is, I'm good with leaving
1: it. Yeah.
0: All right. Um, so then the next one would uh, that they would enter is called Jungle of Doom. Uh, again didn't do a great job of really describing this, so there's not a whole lot going on, but um, it kind of sounds exactly what you're thinking. Um, This house was set in the jungle and it kind of just revolved around like cannibalistic tribes um, on like a deserted island or remote island. Um, it literally states the house would be set in a jungle and would feature cannibalistic Island natives wearing loincloths yeah. <laughs> um, So the entrance. You know, it was, you know, you're standing, if you think about it, almost kind of like the Kong ride now,
1: mm-hmm. where yeah. like
0: you have that, like, Ooh, this mysterious tribe that hasn't, they haven't met like other civilizations before and their skulls and bones and everything lining the walls and stuff. Cause they're cannibals, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, And you go through one room and there's cages and in the cages, there's like charred bodies and stuff. Uh, Probably their gore house for the most part this year, Mm -hmm. like this is like their gory house. Um, Lots of body parts and things like that. Um, But again, there's not a whole lot of description here. So my guess would be a lot of this was just, you know, walking through various jungle scenes where, you know, you might have a bonfire and they're roasting a body or they're doing their like tribal dance or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, Probably not as sensitive to today's standards, if I was to to guess. Um, they probably have to yeah. be a little more careful with a house like this nowadays. You know, obviously because we're twenty years in the, in the future now, but because um, the scare actors literally listed as tribal women and tribal men.
1: Yeah, i was <laughs> just reading and that too. you
0: have to be delicate head, with that, if they right? Headdress creatures. I feel like someone would be offended by this uh, mm-hmm. in some way, so. I think just because of that, they couldn't really go back to this. But with that said, I think that they may be able to do some sort of cannibal house. Um, I think you could do something along those lines and and keep it from being like too over the top or to, you know, go down a, a certain way where it would offend somebody. I think you could do it in a way that doesn't offend anybody. Mm-hmm. But how do they do that? I don't know. I'm not creative, so I don't really know. But uh, I could see them maybe doing some sort of remake or sequel to this house and kind of do that cannibal story again maybe but other than that I mean this specific house I, I I don't do I want it probably not but I could see them finding a way to kind of use this theme in a in in some sort of new take on it
1: yeah
2: I'm good with uh I'm good with leaving this one as well, but I do like the idea of doing some sort of like just hidden culture Mm -hmm. of just people completely dissociated with society nowadays Mm -hmm. and and finding us, and I, I like that concept, but this house as it is, I'd leave it alone.
1: Yeah, I gotta agree. It would be because it kind of is giving off like uh, the Green Inferno. I know you said we talked about this the other day, Nick. I know you haven't seen it, but it's kind of giving off that cannibalistic uh, uh, tribe that's kind of set off from society and whatnot. And all this kind of stuff that's been there for however long, but doesn't really pique my interest per se as if I would want it to have back as another house. So I think I would probably pass on this one too.
0: Well, good because now we're getting into like at least one house that we have some actual description for. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I think that we might all we might all agree on this one. We'll see. Mm-hmm. But so this next one is Psychoscarapy. We've talked about this one, I think, on other episodes, or maybe we talked about it on the draft episode yeah. with RIP. I don't remember if somebody mm-hmm. brought this up, but Psychoscarapy, mm-hmm. um is based on the or well, not based on it's it's about the Shady Brook Rest Home uh, just sanatorium. So kind of getting that insane asylum theme where, you know, the inmates have taken over the, taken over the, uh, facility and now the place is run down and, you know, overrun with freed inmates, which is weird to me because like, if you, if you take over the asylum, you, wouldn't you just escape and leave? Why would you stay there? But I digress. Um, So this one's got a lot more description in it. I don't want to spend too much time reading through all five paragraphs of this, but essentially um, most of the scare actors or the majority of the scare actors were Shadybrook inmates. Some of them were Shadybrook nurses. um, So they wander around their rooms, murmuring, acting, you know, crazy, screaming, as they say, insane things such as Taflack or Aflac, Franks and jeans, Franks and (laughs) jeans. Peter Pan is peanut butter or something like that um but i guess it was unique in the sense that there was less like jump scares in this and more just people acting in strange manners and trying to make you feel weird and uncomfortable and i'm sure there was some level of of like your traditional jump scares but it's it's described as not being specifically like all the other houses um, they would be, you know, the scare actors would be encouraged to um, specify certain things about guests walking through, for example, hmm. and like try to target, not target people, but like for, if a girl is walking through with pigtails, for example, they would string something like the pigtails, get the one with the pigtails. Yeah. And, you know, they would be able to kind of like
1: mm-hmm.
0: play with that a little bit. But um, I guess there was various things like, I, I don't know, say. Get, inside of a a room inside of a machine with spinning walls i don't know what that means Mm -hmm. but a character on the wall that seemed to come to life in the mirror effect from scream house the previous year was used in this house um there i guess according to this paragraph after you enter shady brook the relaxing theme to a summer place whatever that is is played uh the guests would enter the first room with some sort of receptionist or some nurse who went crazy uh, who's making jokes at their expense and screaming at them and that sort of things <laughs> squirting guests with quote unquote blood from, <laughs> be held. Um, there was a TV room where cartoons were playing and stuffed animals and stuff were, were strewn about and inmates were in there rocking or wrote, you know, being crazy essentially. Yeah. Um there's the infamous bathroom. So apparently, the bathroom scene was infamous, where inmates had smeared poop all over the walls, <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, complete with the extremely strong and realistic smell of of it that is poop. <laughs> <laughs> Feces. Uh, uh, inmate was seen using a plunger on one of the toilets. Guests would be sprayed with filthy water, quote unquote. Um, basically, just gross gross, nasty stuff. I can see why Mm -hmm. that was in this. Mm -hmm. Uh, There was a shock therapy scene, which kind of goes hand in hand with a with an asylum themed house. Mm -hmm. So I guess all in all, in general, this house is very much like, you know, it's a it's it's an asylum. All the things that would go on in asylum, it's been taken over by the inmates, and that's kind of what your theme is. Now, I don't know if this had anything to do with scary Ohio or carry Ohio in any way. I think it was uh-huh. just its own thing. Um, I can't really see anything in here that relates to that. So I think it's just kind of its own thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess for me, like I, would, I want to see it again. Maybe. I don't know. I feel like this has probably been done before. I, I, this has had sequels before in the, in the past. I don't know, but because um, it does. Yeah. Something so- here. So guess- yeah, so
2: this one mm-hmm. was H- House of the Year, and it did have a, a bunch of iterations mm-hmm. later, and they each kind of had their own theme. So they're similar, but but different. So they had this mm-hmm. one, which was insanity based. They had uh, Psychoscarpy Maximum Madness, which was clowns, mm-hmm. Psychoscarpy Home for the Holidays, which was Christmas, mm-hmm. and they had Psychoscarpy yep. Echoes of Shady Brook, which was ghosts, and then they had a Scare Zone of it. Mm-hmm. Halloween based, and then they kind of did like a crossover house with body collectors. Mm-hmm. Okay, so this okay. has been done be f- since. In a, a, so it is definitely a saga.
1: Yeah, Psycho Scare is um, a big deal.
2: Hm? So I oh, would yeah,
0: bring it back as a, as a sequel. Mm-hmm. Maybe do, yeah, a, maybe I, do another Psycho at some point.
2: I would do a sequel of this and keep that tradition going yep. of a different theme of sorts
0: i just want one big just one big house full of bathroom scenes that smell like shit
1: (laughs) (laughs) no but i agree too i would love to see a reiteration of this house i think it would be awesome i um went the year that they had psychoscarapy home for the holidays and yet again as a young child i was very scared of a lot of things and outside for some reason i was Terrified of skeletons and the cue facade, the banner that they had for the psychoscarapy was a big skeleton on it with like a Santa hat. So I was like, Oh, I'm definitely not going in that house. And now I regret it to this day. So I would definitely <laughs> like to see a new reiteration of Psychoscarapy with a different theming. I think it'd be awesome.
0: All right. So now we get into the big, I think the heavy hitter for this year, and that is All Night Dying. Um, this nice. one I know we've talked about. This one is a fan favorite. Um, we obviously drafted it on our on our mm-hmm. RIP draft episode with uh, the RIP boys, and uh, I should say boys and girl because they just hired a new a new host. But you know, yes. them and are their friends at three sixty five and. I'm forgetting everybody who was on that on that episode, but either way, that was, you have It was a big episode. Go Matt and Hunter were there. Yeah, um, go listen to that episode. But um, so, all night, Diane. Exactly, you know what it sounds like. It was based on a drive-in theater. Um, you know, it's a deserted drive-in theater. The people that work for the theater are, you know, they've gone insane. Um, the director has gone insane. I think is is this. Correct me if I'm wrong. Is this the icon, like the actual director, or is it? This is the director's who- year. Yep. Okay, so this is the director's year. So this is what his house was. Um, I obviously wasn't at this event, so I didn't know that. But uh, the cool thing about this one is this is kind of like their IP house of yore um, in the sense that like they didn't have IP houses necessarily like they do now. Um, they've done it here and there throughout the course of the years. But up to this point, this is the first time they had like actual like real recognizable horror movie characters in a house. Um, essentially there were four different settings, the die in itself. So the drive in itself, um, the Myers house, obviously Michael Myers, camp crystal Lake, Freddie, uh, uh, Jason and hell's furnace, which is the Freddie setting. So it was kind of broken up for all three of those big slasher characters. Um, again, big long description not going to read the whole thing but essentially uh when you first get there like pumpkins dangle from strings above you uh the michael thiers theme, theme song is played um he's or you're basically becoming like the star of the latest halloween movie essentially with this uh as you push the pumpkins you'll see scare actors hiding amongst them um you'll go into a house you'll walk down a certain hallway and there were michaels in the house um so basically like just your standard halloween house uh then you're in the woods which is camp crystal lake obviously and you'll see again jason's and that sort of thing throughout this particular part of the house and then finally with the hell's one you have the freddy stuff and you get that one to freddy's coming for you sound is, is being played um and you get you know, obviously Freddy scary actors as well uh, i guess there were sounds of a chainsaw in the near the near the end, final scene, and they have Texas Chainsaw Massacre, which I didn't realize was part of this, so I apologize. Uh, apparently, Chainsaw Massacre was also a setting um, where you're offered, you know, dinner by the Texas Chainsaw family, and mm. this is, you know, some more gore. Leatherface is a part of this. Um, more Chainsaws, yay, fun. Uh, <laughs> but essentially, as, it, as as I've stated, this is just more or less a the hits, the hits, yeah. They mm-hmm. yeah. just hit you with all the the big major, um, mm-hmm. you know, big major slasher characters. Um, not a whole lot to really talk about. Other than that, we all kind of know who those characters are. So that's that's yeah. what what this house was based on. Um, I'll let you guys kind of talk about what you think. Obviously, I mean, it's hard for me to really. Say whether I want something like this again because it really is nothing but just a bunch of IPs. But you know, do you want to see this sort of thing again, where you have like you know a bunch of various characters all mashed up into one house and mm-hmm. um, maybe tied together by some overarching theme, like a drive-through or a drive 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 drive-in mm-hmm. theater? So I would I would like
2: another sequel of All Night Diane, but I wouldn't like any of the previously used IPs Mm -hmm. to be there. Now I'm torn between saying I want it to be IPs and I want it to be uh, more like slaughter cinema. And we go through scenes, more scenes of those movies. So I feel like because it's used in each iteration used IPs because they do uh, bring this back for All Night Die in Take Two, where they right. used Scream, The Ring, Hellraiser, Sounds of the Lambs. I, I think it would be fun to do another All Night Die in with uh, just kind of playing the hits of some big houses. You know, you think of like The Exorcist. You know, how many scenes can you pull from that to make a full house? So, like, just it'd be fun to kind of hit some classics, see you later, and send it on its way. Yeah. I agree.
1: I agree too. I think it would be cool. I wish this house was a more. Um, director-based house versus just having the bigger IP names in there and stuff like that because I really like his backstory and I remember watching all the commercials for this when they were on TV coming out for this um, year for the for the event and I just thought he was terrifying. I thought it was super cool. So I wish it was kind of more of how those were with him torturing people for being on like and having them be on camera and making his movies and his films. So it would have been cool to see more – of originals versus the IPs that they had in it, I think would be cool. If you get what I'm trying to say, but yeah, yeah, yep.
0: And then, since we're running out of time, um, the last house is basically Scream House, um, just completely redone again for this yes. year. So nothing really different from the from the previous year. So my answer doesn't change <laughs> much mm-hmm. <laughs> even in the past. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, like, I, I
2: do want to see a revisit of that house, uh, but I don't need a revisit of the revisited. revisited. <laughs> exactly. Um, so this sequel house, um, being that it's really not much more like added to the C, se- uh, to the original, I'm, I'm fine with leaving this iteration of it where it was.
1: Mm-hmm. Me too. Yeah, so
2: in cl- classic fear and beer fashion, we, <laughs> we over promised. <laughs> we are sticking with, and I think uh, this is a over-delivered. perfect. We under promised, um, over delivered. Yeah, I think this is a kind of perfect way to move forward now that the years are getting expanded where we will just go three years at a time. We each yeah. nail a year and then Which we, we kind of get like, in and get out. Just
0: like one year and everybody just take a house because like we're getting to the point where like we have right. seven or eight houses a year. Yeah. So this takes. Quite a while to go through but. it does mm-hmm.
2: so that was fun let's um let us know what you think about these past houses of those three years so before we take off quickly um horror movie of the week has anybody watched anything
0: i did what did yeah, you well, watch it's not new um i had never watched it and um that movie being brightburn Uh, Having to find it on Tubi, and I was like, "Oh, I never actually sat down and watched this movie." Um, Thought it was going to be stupid. Actually, it turned out to be pretty, really, pretty good for the most part. It's good. Um, It's weird, but that's James Gunn, I think, too, right? It is produced by James Gunn. Um, It's made by I forget the director and the writer's name, but uh, it is produced by the guns. So yeah, it's it's kind of in their wheelhouse, but it's exactly what you think it is when someone tells you it's a movie about Superman gone bad. I mean, really what it really, what it comes down to, but it's, it's pretty good. Um, yeah. So if you haven't seen it, it's worth checking out.
2: Nice. I spent my time watching guardians of the galaxy three twice. So I <laughs> haven't really tapped into much horror this week. Would you say I that sw-
0: movie is worth watching?
2: Yes. Yes. A <laughs> hundred, a hundred times over. Um, I don't I swear I watched something in the horror realm and I was like, Oh, I can't wait to talk about this and then I just completely blanked on what I had watched this week. But that's what I got. Jamie, you watched something?
1: Yeah. I'm sure I, you have. I did actually. I had to do a little little research for my uh my writing that I do, but I watched a film called Oregon Trail not the Oregon Trail Oregon Trail so essentially this came out April 14th in theaters for about a day but it is about to be released on digital May 12th so you could watch it on streaming but it is a horror western film which I feel like horror westerns, are, horror westerns are kind of a hit or miss for me sometimes, but I actually really, really enjoyed this. Follows a family going along the Oregon Trail that run into some murderous bandits along their way and whatnot. I don't want to give away too much because I actually really enjoyed it and thought it was good. So if you guys see that pop up and want to try to give it a watch for when it comes out, I definitely recommend it if you're into horror western movies. I think it's really good.
0: I will definitely do that. I was
1: going to say, Seamus, I think you'll like it, actually. It was really good.
0: I'll have to check it out.
1: Yeah.
2: All right. Well, I think that about wraps it up for this week. We will be back, I'm sure, shortly, because announcements, like I said, are imminent. The social media uh, platforms of Horror Nights have been very active as of late, so that's always a good sign for us. We are closing in on that date where they sort of start announcing a house, usually that mid to late May, so we are just kinda of waiting on pins and needles. Um but that about wraps it up, I think. Any closing yeah. thoughts from anybody? I think we're we've we've kind of reached our limit here.
1: I think so too.
2: Nope.
0: Just <laughs> let's go horror Nights. Yep. Start, start telling us some stuff, please. I know.
1: We need some the, stuff right, to talk uh, about. The animals <laughs> are
0: chomping at the bit to, to to hear some stuff, so let's go.
2: All right. Well, until next time, this is Nick. This is Seamus.
1: This is Jamie.
2: Happy haunts. This is Halloween.
0: I guess everyone's scared
2: And again, I would just like to thank Vampire Stepdad for letting us use his music for our intro and outro music. So if you would just go check him out, Spotify, Facebook. Again, that is Vampire Stepdad.